from the land of adventure and diversity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. Zhao Tianan is the leader of a Chinese construction project here in Lesotho. He arrived in the country in December 2021, a few days before Christmas. Such a nice day today, very sunny. A professional architect and photography enthusiast in his spare time, Tianan was thrilled to see a fusion of different aesthetic styles in the country's capital, Maseru. The temperature drops below zero during the night, but it's comfortable during the day. It's a nice city to live in. Every day on his way to work, he passes some of his favorite buildings. Cathedral of Our Lady of Victory. A famous British building in Maseru. The Prime Minister's residence. The exterior resembles the traditional Lesotho huts. The Basotho people call them Mohu. The Lesotho Convention Center, also designed by Chinese engineers. Tianan's company, Zhongnan Engineering Corporation, is building a new hospital on the original foundation of the Queen Elizabeth II Hospital, which has been out of service since 2011. The new hospital is built on the foundation of the Queen Elizabeth II Hospital keeping the symbolic elements intact, including three-quarter buildings. The new hospital, the Maseru Hospital and Eye Clinic, once completed, will be a 200-bed facility with state-of-the-art medical equipment. We've designed an oxygen production center so they can produce oxygen right here. Many hospitals here don't preserve oxygen tanks. The tanks are only shipped from South Africa or farther countries. That's very costly, not to mention the precious time wasted. Good, you know, to, to finally find that there's going to be a hospital that will give services to our people, you know, no matter how far, but then if we find the services going very well prepared to the problems that we have. The hospital that is been building, I believe it will help because there are some people that when maybe in bad accidents, they are taken to Bloemfontein. If we could be provided with more hospitals in Lesotho, it would sort out our medical care and help our people much quicker.
As head of the design team, Tianan talks regularly to co-workers from the Shanghai Construction Group who turn his designs into reality. And to Lesotho architects who consult on local preferences and cultural practices. As of now, there's already uh, a lot of people that are employed that on site. Each and every day we have at least more than 200 people. That is to say there's a bit of uh, a gap that has been filled in, in the employment sector. So having this hospital now, it also closes the gap where now we have people being transferred to other hospitals out of the country. But now having this hospital here, it ensures that at least we have fewer people being taken out of the country and more people being treated within the country. I think there is a swimming pool is more. I feel like we, even though there is a language barrier, we have worked around it. It hasn't been something that stops the, the knowledge to be transferred to the people. I feel like the Chinese um, people that are leading the project have been very patient and they've really brought a lot of skills and they've been teaching some of the people here and they've been very patient in doing that. And they've really incorporated every single aspect of our culture and also just involving our people in everything and very also eager to learn about our culture, our language and just everything else regardless of the differences we've found the common um, ground players. At present, because of the COVID, we spend a lot of time with local co-workers. They love football, and football is an international sport. We often play at nearby pitch or just in the yard at the camp. You know, what was the first Sisutu sentence I learned? It means, we are friends. It's how I say hello to my friends every day. Lesotho is not the first foreign country Zhao Tianan has worked in. In 2008, he started the most important chapter of his professional life all the way across the continent in the North African country of Libya. Libya sits on the southern coast of the Mediterranean. Across the sea is Italy. Its architecture has a remarkable Roman trade. There are many relics from the Roman Empire era. Ancient forts, Roman baths, ruins of Roman columns and arches still remain. But what impressed me the most were common people's houses. Every house, big or small, had its own yard. And the gates of these yards were so unique and decorated extensively. They really opened up my mind. Back then, the Gaddafi administration had announced a 5,000-unit housing project in the coastal city of Zuwara. The houses were promised to low-income families for free. Tianan's company was brought on board in the same year. 
We arrived in 2008, made the plan, did the inquiry, talked to local planning officials. I worked with a local engineer, Mr. Abadou. We communicated for three months. Everything was in place. Construction was going well until 2011, when the first Libyan civil war broke out. After the war broke out, militant groups and rebels started to show up. They knew we had equipment, vehicles, laptops, and cash. One night, they just broke in our camp and took everything. It was the Libyan workers who helped us, using their own vehicles as cover to evacuate us out of the city quickly and safely. Eventually, we arrived at the designated assembly point of the embassy. The free housing project in Zuwara was never finished due to war. The abandoned construction is gradually falling apart, with no hope of being ever occupied. Born to an architect family, Tianan has always attributed his career success to his father. The middle child of three, Tianan's earliest memory of his late father is a toy car, a present brought back from his travels, now kept as a family heirloom by his brother, Zhao Tianhu, in Changsha, China. My father brought it back as a gift when he came back from Africa for the second time. Toys like that were very rare at that time. No one had ever seen anything like that. Kids in the neighborhood would come to our house. We'd show them how to play. There were no direct flights from China to Africa. My father brought it at the Charles de Gaulle airport when he was transferring in France. We have treasured the toy. We are still keeping it today. My father went to Africa twice. The first time was from 1965 to 1970, mainly to preside over several construction projects in aid to Africa. His first work was the Guinea Great Hall of the People. The second time was from 1973 to 1976. He designed the National Theatre of Somalia. He used to tell us what it was like. I also learned from his diary what the living conditions were like in the 60s. They had to figure out how to get electricity and water, like finding a generator or drilling a well. 
In fact, my father wasn't a very expressive person. I learned many things from his diary after he passed away. In his diary, his father described in detail what it was like to see the People's Palace take shape bit by bit. We've arrived in Conakry for the second time. Six months apart, everything looks familiar yet strange. When we left, it was still a garbage hill full of crows. Now the sheet piles have been laid. Sheds for carpenters and cement workers are standing here, as well as the generators and warehouses. After a whole day of drilling, we now have a clearer picture of what we are building on top of. I remember when I first saw the structural foundation, which is just undersea silt, my heart sank. I panicked. But then I remember the teachings of Chairman Mao. You must get in touch with what you fear, study it, analyze it. Now I know the silt is not all mushy like I thought. It's only the surface that looks terrifying. The foundation gets firmer when it gets deeper. The proportion of gravel increases. And then at the very bottom, there's a whole layer of underseas pebbles. Now we know better about the situation of the foundation. I feel much relieved. From the land of adventure and diversity come tales of survival, success and ingenuity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. While in Africa, in 1964, after visiting 10 newly independent African states, Chinese Premier Zhou Enlai initiated the country's foreign aid architecture. He proposed eight principles as guidelines for the foreign aid. He particularly stressed that China will never attach conditions or ask for privileges for lending a helping hand. The purpose of foreign aid, he said, is not to increase the dependence of recipients on China, but rather to help underprivileged countries embark on the road to self-reliance and economic independence. In 1971, the United Nations reinstated China's lawful seat at the 26th General Assembly. Among the 76 yes votes, 26 were from African countries. At the moment in history, has arrived when the People's Republic of China to be in the United Nations. I think the reason why China found it wise to extend uh, assistance to Africa, despite its young uh, development stage, in the 1950s and 60s uh, is because one, it was a strategic move. China was a society that was uh, picking itself up. It was based on its population and its resources. Uh, if it got its governance right, it knew that it would be heading somewhere. And so as a, a major country in the world at the time, actually the largest developing country at the time, it felt it necessary to set the pace for other developing countries, most of which were found in Africa. Uh, the second one was that China had the experience of overcoming colonialism. And it felt that this was an experience that was also needed by <coughs> African partners. And so it was willing, uh, much like we see 
China doing today? It was willing to share its experience in overcoming the adversity of colonialism, uh, something that made a lot of sense for the African continent because we were actually struggling a lot to overcome the challenge of colonialism. And I think the third one was um, moving with the trends of the time. You know, many developing countries were coalescing together to articulate a new international order in which colonialism was not part of it, but development was the core. And so these three reasons, in my view, provided a strong impetus for China to extend a development hand to Africa. In Ghana, the Lekma Hospital is a governmental health facility built in 2010 as a friendship hospital between Ghana and China. The 100-bed facility serves as the municipal hospital for the Lezokukukro War area and beyond. Before its construction, the area didn't have a health facility. Lekma Hospital is a district hospital, a Ghana Health Service facility. It is a 150-bed capacity. It was built by the Chinese government as a China-Ghana friendship facility, but it's being run by Ghana Health Service. First of all, it has improved access to the residents in our catchment area. In the past, they would travel to other hospitals which were far away, but now geographically access has been um, shortened. Apart from that, because of the specialized services we render, they, they have the opportunity to receive um, care in almost all the disciplines in medicine. 2010, in 2010, it happened that my company had a project in Ghana that needed someone to participate. My boss mentioned this to us. My father's words about Africa immediately flashed through my mind, so I joined. We have a memorandum of understanding between Lekma Hospital and two hospitals in China. And this collaboration has benefited us in terms of personnel training and skills transfer, um, equipment donation, and then academic um, research as well. Currently we have a set of Chinese medical team who are very specialized in um, medicine, internal uh, medicine, surgery, obstetrics, anesthesia, and what have you. And they have added on their expertise to the um, quality of services that we offer to our clients. I think I would like to use this opportunity to say a very big thank you to the Chinese government for the collaboration that we've had because they have re really been helpful over the past. Um, 11 years. Hopefully by the end of the year will be 12 years. So in these areas we have really um, benefited from the collaboration between Ghana and China. Later in 2014 I went back to Africa, this time to Kenya, Zambia and Tanzania. There were four primary schools, one in Kenya, one in Zambia, the other two in Dar es Salaam and Dodoma, Tanzania. We did inspection of the fields and agreed on plans to either rebuild or renovate them.
Now retired, the former senior engineer is still passionate about work. The two brothers talk frequently through video calls. How's your son? Still working at my old office. He's too busy. Overtime every day. Some days he needs to sleep in the office. How does he go to work? Walk, right? It's close. Funny you should ask. All of us, we walked. But he just bought a scooter. Oh, it's convenient. He didn't tell me or his mom, but I saw the keys the other day. I said, what's this? He said, oh, you are not supposed to find out. Gen Z, I don't get them. Give him some space, brother. Looking ahead to his retirement, Zhao Tianan is making use of his time left in Lesotho to better understand the history and culture of the country, especially its architectural roots. Recently, Tianan has been preparing a gift for the king of Lesotho. An engraved seal, or Juan Ke, is a symbol of social status in ancient China. Viewing the hospital as his passion project, the architect is hoping the final work of his career will be inaugurated by the monarch in person. After retirement, I want to come back to see the great savanna, the animals, the rainforest in Congo, and to Guinea to see the people's palace my father designed. I also hope to revisit Libya someday. If possible, I want to go back to Libya to see the ancient buildings again. Maybe I'll take a stroll by the Mediterranean again. We all enter this world with a universal greeting. 
with Alan to speak. Bonjour, comment allez-vous? Oui, estoy muy contenta. Though our languages, cultures and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. General Railway Company Deutsche Bahn, the 26th United Nations Climate. Hear the difference. Join our global network to connect with the world. Welcome to My Stories of Chinese Characters, Season 2. I'm Uncle Han Si. This season, we will travel to different destinations and experience the different sceneries throughout the year. This season, we will taste delicious foods. Delicious, how sure. Feel the delicacy of Chinese silk. Some people say that this is the world's first computer because each one of these is an instruction. And enjoy the local architectures. Yes, it's a big house. Chuanzhou's Gu Cuo. We will feel a sense of camaraderie on the slow train. And feel the excitement of the snowfields. Yes! 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 I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, we will take you to see a different China from the perspective of Chinese characters. Meet us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast platforms, or on our website, radio.cgtn.com. Hi, this is Niu Niu, and yes, Old Wisdom New Insights is back with a brand new season. Just check out the historical figures we've selected for you. There's the top KOL in Song Dynasty, a real celebrity influencer. If I write an article about a place, it will become a tourist destination and stay popular for centuries. There's the man who was so weird but so talented that almost all the famous celebrities of his time were both offended and impressed by him at the same time. To be liked or disliked, that was never the question for me. I was not really popular among my peers, but I was too occupied with my dream to even realize that. There's the successful novelist who changed his career path in his 60s and did a really good job. I say, it's never too old to follow your dream. 60, 60 it's just my 30. Now, do you know who I'm talking about? If not, don't you worry. That's what the show is all about. Join me to find out with more old wisdom, new insights with a modern twist. Just subscribe and listen to Old Wisdom, New Insights on all the major podcast platforms.